0: There is a category of diseases that sickens, injures, and kills only the poorest people on the planet. These are called neglected tropical diseases, or NTDs. And you may be familiar with some of them, like leprosy or guinea worm or river blindness, but you've probably never heard of most of them. I know I haven't. But these diseases combined affect nearly 1.7 billion people around the world. So in an effort to make these diseases a little less neglected, about eight years ago, governments, philanthropies, UN agencies, and NGOs came together to design and implement strategies to reduce and ultimately eliminate many of these diseases. On the line with me today is someone who's been very much at the forefront of that effort. Dr. Togo Elphick-Puli is the director of a collective called Uniting to Combat Neglected Tropical Diseases. And we discuss progress that has been made towards the elimination of NTDs and also what strategies have been most effective in combating these diseases. As it happens, we spoke on the first ever World NTD Day, So I kick off by asking Dr. Elphick Pooley about the significance of having a New World Day around neglected tropical diseases. So, you know, by definition, neglected tropical diseases don't get, I think, the attention they deserve. So I was very glad to use the podcast to shine a spotlight on this sometimes overlooked global health issue. So as always, feel free to reach out to me if you have suggestions of people I should interview or topics I should cover. I love hearing from you guys. And for my premium subscribers, the bonus episode I've posted this week is my conversation with the economist Chris Blattman, who's done fascinating research into no strings attached cash transfers as a strategy to combat extreme poverty. It was a great conversation. Fascinating stuff. To unlock that episode and dozens of other bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash globaldispatches or follow the links on the description field of the podcast or on globaldispatchespodcast.com. Premium subscribers can also opt in to receive my daily news clips service for the global humanitarian and global development crowd called Dawn's Digest. It is yours complimentary. If you become a premium subscriber, thank you in advance. And as always, today's episode is brought to you by Northwestern University's online master's program in global health. You can learn how to make a meaningful difference in places where it is needed the most. Go to sps.northwestern.edu slash global or click on the add-on globaldispatchespodcast.com. And now here is my conversation with Dr. Toko elphick Puli. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube.
1: It is the first ever NTD Day. We're very excited. So tell me the story.
0: How did NTD Day come into, into being?
1: So World NTD Day actually is the eighth anniversary of the London Declaration on Neglected Tropical Diseases. This was the occasion when on 30 January 2012, a group of partners came together in response to the WHO first roadmap on neglected tropical diseases. And this was a a seminal moment when partners were reviewing this document, which had some um, really ambitious plans for 17 diseases. And this was a response from those partners on how they could support the WHO roadmap. Ah. So the commitments that were made in January um, on the 30th uh, were called the London Declaration. So this is why this is such an important date.
0: And we are going to unpack all of that. What is meant by the WHO roadmap and what is meant by the London Declaration. But I'm first kind of curious to learn directly from you. Like what difference does it make that there is now such a thing as NTD day? There are these days for any number of issues around the world. How, you know, is the fact that there is this day for the first time impacting your work and what difference has it made?
1: I think the big difference, it gives the community a day around which we can all raise the global awareness of neglected tropical diseases. In spite of these diseases affecting over 1.5 billion people, not many people actually know about them. So there's a need for awareness of these diseases and World NTD Day is an opportunity that brings partners from around the globe as of today there are over 300 partners that have supported the movement to raise awareness of entities so partners have been so active today talking about neglected tropical diseases what has been achieved across the partners so it's been a great day of celebrating all the great achievements that have been made on neglected tropical diseases but also rallying support towards the 2030
0: goals uh, okay, so so maybe let's get into the substance a, a little bit because, you know, as you said, um, you know, th- obviously the first letter of NTD is neglected. Um, so it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't achieve the kind of perhaps notoriety that, you know, AIDS, tuberculosis and malaria, for example, uh, achieve and also, you know, the, the funding that comes along with that. So c- can you just sort of describe what are NTDs? What does the global burden look like? Who's impacted? Uh, just sort of describe the impact of, of NTDs around the world today.
1: Sure, I'm happy to do that. So often when people hear, I talk to so many people, and every time when I, I tell them what I do, where I work, what diseases I work on, and when I say I work on neglected tropical diseases, so often people, the only word they pick out out of those three words is the word tropical. Huh. And they think, oh, I would have you picked mean? it
0: neglected. That's, would yeah. you?
1: That's interesting. Yeah. So most people... Most people will pick the word tropical and then go on to give you a, a, a choice and options. They'll run off some options and they say, oh, you must mean malaria. You must mean uh, uh, Ebola. That's, those are the diseases that you find in the tropics. So people will pivot to that. Yeah. But then, and then they'll say, but surely these diseases are not neglected. So which ones are neglected tropical diseases? So that's how typically the conversation goes. And I'll go on to explain that actually the... The key thing that brings these diseases together is the neglected part. And it's not really the neglect of the diseases themselves, but it's the neglect of the people that are affected by the diseases. And why do I say that? Because what is in common or what really the, the, the common denominator across all of these diseases is that they affect some of the poorest people on the planet. And they affect the poorest people, whether in low-income countries or middle-income countries. You may find that most people would expect that these would be diseases that typically exist in the world's poorest countries. That will be true, but also in middle-income countries, but affecting the poorest people. And the conditions that these diseases thrive in are conditions of poverty, with lack of access to clean water, poor access to sanitation. So you have communities that just get trapped in this continuous cycle of poverty. The diseases um, make them poor, and because they're poor, they cannot afford the services, so they just get caught.
0: So I've so always wondered, the- like, like, why is that? I mean, as you just said, you know, the NTDs, you know, don't just mm. affect poor countries. Uh, they affect the poorest of the poor in poor countries and in middle-income countries. Why is it that these diseases really only exclusively um, are are felt in the burden uh, held by just the very poorest people in middle and low-income countries.
1: I think because they, the reason they do that, because they, they, all the necessary things for those diseases to a, a, to thrive exist in those communities. As I was talking about, your poor access to water your lack of access to clean sanitation. So these diseases, some of them are caused by bacteria, some of them are caused by parasite. So one of the eye diseases that some people know of, which is called trachoma, you'll find that mainly in uh, pastoral communities where really the conditions of life are just tough. And people have to make some incredible choices about the use of water and other things. I used to live in Kenya, I worked in Kenya for four years, working with the pastoralist communities in the Trokana area of Kenya. And I, the communities there, I love their livestock. And they are affected by successive droughts with very little water. So what little water do they have? They have to make hard choices about how they use that water. And often the choices they make, do I use this water for my livestock? Or do I use this water for hand washing or for cleaning my face or doing other things? So those choices, tough choices that people have to make between survival and keeping their lifestyle going is often the perfect storm for diseases, such as the one that I just gave an example of.
0: Uh, so. You know, these diseases, you know, many of them are almost like biblical. I've been around for, for a very long time. I mean, leprosy, for example, is one of the, the neglected tropical diseases, you know, mm-hmm. perhaps in, in, in your remit. Uh, but it, as you said earlier, it was in 2011 that the World Health Organization seemed to sort of finally get serious about wanting to take on these diseases in a concerted mm-hmm. way. Um, what, does it mean when the WHO puts out a roadmap uh, to eliminate or eradicate these diseases? And, and what was included in that roadmap? roadmap. Because I know um, the intention of that roadmap was to eliminate many of these diseases by 2020, you know, and, and here we are speaking in January 2020. So can you just explain what that roadmap entailed and, and more broadly, what is meant by a WHO roadmap?
1: Great. That's a great question. So one of the things that um a roadmap does is to say at the World Health Organization level, these diseases are a priority. There is a global considered effort that's required in order to do something about these diseases. And WHO is setting out that of these diseases that are called neglected tropical diseases, these are the strategies, these are the targets, and these are the goals for each of those diseases. As you mentioned, goals around elimination are so exciting for people to be a part of because they really do set out the ambition for particular diseases, particularly with regards to elimination as a public health problem. And so for many partners, having that very clear direction from WHO with those ambitious goals, giving something that partners could really grab a hold of and rally around with some specific targets that they could deliver to, that was very exciting. But what WHO also does as the organization which is responsible for the technical guidance, is to set out what are the approved treatment strategies, what are the tools that can be used in order to bring those diseases um, to an end, and how do we verify that those diseases or countries, for example, are eliminating them. So it's a whole package of things that WHO comes up with, from the highly ambitious goals to the strategies for delivery and the mechanisms and the means for validating the elimination by countries.
0: So, in, it was in 2011 that the WHO put out this strategy um, for combating and, and taking on NTDs. Um, but it's probably fair to say this is just a strategy. It was, it was a piece of paper. It was, you know, advice on how countries and and other partners might effectively take on these diseases. But it was not until that 2012 meeting in London. That actual money and political resources were put behind that strategy. Is, is that a fair assessment?
1: Well, I bil- partners were already doing um, and implementing NTD programs. For example, USAID has been implementing an NTD program since 2006, and they've achieved so much through that investment. So different partners in different places were already investing in neglected tropical diseases. But what this allowed, was for some specific investments and and, and 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 laser focus. This is what it brought. It basically meant this was an opportunity to accelerate and basically put foot to the metal where it was possible for some of the diseases and 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 build the momentum. And this is what the London Declaration did. It built on on what was already existing and really gave firepower through some of the investments from um, industry that came in. Some were already donating these medicines. But in 2012, many of the companies came together and they committed at the time in 2012, 17 billion worth of medicines to treat NTDs. So it was an acceleration point. And WHO as well, um, it, they didn't just produce a piece of paper, but they did make some specific investments in terms of providing and um, employing technical staff that were going to support the countries in the delivery. So, it really was an important point that added resource to the delivery. And, and it wasn't just a piece of paper with no support. There were some um, supporting supportive mechanisms that were put in. But I completely agree with you. Was that enough? Not completely, because we haven't uh, reached all of the goals. But has the progress been made? Has it been excellent? Absolutely. I would say there's been great progress that has been made in the fight against NTDs. But why we're here today is because we haven't got to where we need to.
0: So can can you describe in some detail what goes into a campaign to, say, target or try to eliminate a specific NTD? Like, Can you share some examples of of what, what has worked?
1: What has worked is country ownership and country leadership. When a country says this is a priority area. We are going to set up the infrastructure that is required at the Ministry of Health level in order to eliminate these diseases. We're going to come up with a national strategy, setting out exactly what we're going to do in our country with regards to eliminating that disease. It also means that partners will set out and invest in mapping, understanding where those diseases exist in the countries, so that the resources for implementation can be better targeted. So, for me, I think the biggest pillar and the biggest driver for success is when a country says, This disease is a priority. This disease can no longer continue in my country, and we're going to do something about it. I have been thoroughly encouraged by the success, particularly with some of our low income countries. If you look at the global statistics for progress, time and time again, low-income countries perform much better in coverage for these diseases. Countries such as Niger, Burkina Faso, Malawi, these are countries that you'll find on the bottom of any human development index. But when it comes to considered effort to eliminating these diseases, I continue to be thoroughly impressed.
0: So what does a program to eliminate an NTD actually look like in practice?
1: Great. So I think the starting point from a a resourcing perspective is a country with a dedicated national NTD program team or a national program manager. That program manager really taking leadership in ensuring that there is a master plan for implementation and for delivery with some clear goals and milestones for those diseases. And then using that milestone to rally around and mobilize partners. A clear milestone enables and a clear um, master plan enables partners such as um, the UK government, USAID and some of the implementing NGOs to come in with each partner coming to the table and saying this is what I can contribute in order to support the elimination. But everybody working under the leadership of the national program manager. For neglected tropical diseases, there's a very well set out strategy with the world health um, organization for mapping and understanding what the burden in the country looks like and for diseases that are treated through mass drug administration there is a process for applying for the medicines Mm -hmm. through various um, mechanisms where countries request the medicines that they require which is verified by all of the mapping data Within the World Health Organization, particularly in the Africa region, there is a fantastic program under the leadership of the regional director, Dr. Uh, Sidi Moeti. Mm -hmm. This program is called the Expanded Special Program for the Elimination of Neglected Tropical Diseases. And what this program has done beautifully is to produce detailed district level maps and they work with the countries to plan and 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 really, go to a granular level about where treatments will be delivered,
0: so you said you mentioned mass drug administration, and presumably that means one key strategy of combating some of these diseases is you know simply through administering medicines.
1: So for a mass drug administration, I visited um a number of mass drug administration uh, programs, particularly in Malawi. And this is, you can imagine being out in the community, um, surrounded by hundreds of people from the local community who turn up um, on a particular day to receive the medicines. So one of the things with these diseases is that they're a public health problem. So when you're treating, you treat a population, so you target the population that needs coverage with the medicines. So the whole process involves somebody going out to the communities, getting everybody together, and saying to them, "On the Tuesday, we are going to be doing treatment for this disease." So they agree a location where everybody assembles, and people travel from the different parts of um, their villages, and they assemble in a central place where everybody is treated and everyone receives treatment. And so it's usually a very colorful event in the community, and it involves sharing of information and education about the diseases and the different strategies that the communities uh, could use in order to reduce levels of infection, such as keeping their living and surrounding environment clean and face washing. So it's actually a very lively and active community-wide event when these public mass treatment activities I carry it carried out there and actually a good opportunity for communities to come together um almost as a as a day out but also performing a very important function of making sure that everybody who is at risk from these diseases receives treatment
0: so that that strategy you know delivering medicines presumably works for like one set of ntds but not all some of them probably require like behavior change and other kinds of interventions that are you know not susceptible to say just you know taking a drug um how what what do those strategies look like
1: Oh absolutely so sadly some disabilities arising from neglected tropical diseases cannot be reversed and this is why preventing um these diseases is such an important um intervention You'll find that people who have, for example, been disabled by um, elephantiasis ending up with swollen limbs and in absolute pain. One of the most important interventions is to keep um, the limbs clean. And so there's a lot of work that goes in terms of supporting what is known as morbidity management or or individual patient care, going out to the communities and working with with the individuals that are affected. And working with them and showing them how they can protect their limbs and keep them clean and away from infection. So most of the interventions that are effective is just keeping um, the limbs clean and washing and, and having protective um, footwear or protective clothing to make sure that they are not susceptible to infection. So that's really an individualized, personalized care and going out because the disability arising from those diseases can no longer be reversed.
0: Um, so you know, as you mentioned earlier that that initial roadmap from the World Health Organization you know envisioned the elimination of many of these ntds by twenty twenty I mean here we are in twenty twenty you said a lot of progress has been made you know over the last you know nine ten years. Uh, can you describe that progress and and how close are we towards to the elimination of of many of these diseases
1: so some of the um Really, there is a lot of good news in um, the in, in, in the NTD treatment. One of the best ones is around countries that are actually achieving elimination of these diseases as a public health problem. Like what? Since so, since um, 2012, 31 countries have been validated by the World Health Organization as having eliminated at least one NTD, and some and, and eight of those countries are in Africa, including Kenya. Uh, for guinea worm elimination, Ghana for trachoma, uh, Togo uh, in West Africa for elephantiasis. So there's some real successes and a number of countries in the West Pacific region have been um, validated by the World Health Organization for achieving elimination uh, for lymphatic filariasis, for example. In the Americas, River blindness has virtually disappeared, except for a small population in the Brazilian and Venezuela border, which is incredible success uh, for some of these diseases. And I think one of my favorite is the progress which has been made in sleeping sickness. This is an area where, for the first time, cases are at an all-time low. What is sleeping a-
0: sickness? I, I don't know that.
1: Sleeping sickness is caused by a tsetse fly. Um, and most people who have, um, it's, it's, it's typically known as human African trypanosomiasis. But sleeping is it's a really horrible disease. If not treated, um, it can be fatal. And I think it's a great disease in terms of, well, great, not that the disease is great, but it's a great example of progress. Just recently, the treatment for sleeping sickness was just one of those dangerous treatments. And the, the, the medication that was administered potentially was toxic to patients, it required a hospital stay of up to 21 days in order to administer treatment to a a patient. The treatment itself could kill a patient, but through a fantastic innovation, the treatment of um, sleeping sickness has improved so much and has been reduced to 10 tablets that can be taken through oral treatment and with no need for a hospital stay actually improving the experience and the recovery of the patient in being treated for the disease. So that, I think, is one of the great um, examples of progress, mixing innovation, improved um, experience uh, of a patient in receiving treatment, but also great progress in the in drop the, in the dropping number of, of cases. The Democratic Republic of Congo um, carries over 80 percent of the global burden of sleeping sickness, and in the context of the Ebola crisis that has been ravaging Ebola, to see such incredible successes on these diseases is a story rarely told.
0: Hmm. Well, well, I, you just told it. <laughs> um, so what's next? I mean, what's next in terms of um, you know the, the big challenges ahead in the global fight to combat NTDs? We it, have
1: very. Yeah, absolutely. We we have some really ambitious targets. When um the roadmap, the first roadmap was produced in 2012, neglected tropical diseases were not even mentioned in the Millennium Development Goals. They were called the other diseases, and that was always tough for advocacy because you were in the other bucket. But in the Sustainable Development Goals, neglected tropical diseases are specifically mentioned in SDG three, which talks about ending the epidemic of AIDS, TB, malaria, and neglected tropical diseases. In reality, what that looks like is a 90% reduction in the numbers of people requiring an NTD intervention by 2030. That means 1.5 billion people that are currently receiving an intervention of any kind against neglected tropical diseases will not need it in the next 10 years. That's a massive target and an ambitious target. And the great thing is that member states signed up to this target. So the onus is now on everybody to make sure that we deliver it. So what's coming up? The World Health Organization is currently working on the second roadmap, and this roadmap will set out and 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 and, and will set out what's needed for action. Some of the gaps um, that are required are on improved diagnostics for some of the diseases. Because through improved diagnostics, can we then truly um, treat everybody? Um, And some of the other areas are new products and, and new tools for some of the diseases, potentially needing vaccines for some of the other diseases. But more importantly, making full use of the existing tools that are on the table, making sure that all the tools that I have are put to optimum use. But the biggest, challenge for the community, I think, for neglected tropical diseases is with regards to working with other sectors, the extent to which we can collaborate and work with investments in water and sanitation on vector control. I think we have a real opportunity now towards the 2030 goals for partners that are interested or working in water and sanitation to invest in a big way in the areas that are affected by neglected tropical diseases, only if we have um, investments in those areas, can the treatments that are provided to the communities really do their job? Because if you treat people, but you don't have the necessary conducive environment to keep these diseases at bay, you're only, you're, you're barely scratching at the surface. So for maximum impact, for us to fully consign these diseases to history, we really need all of those supportive um, sectors working hand in hand um, with the NTD program.
0: Uh, well, Toko, thank you so much for your time.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for talking to me.
0: All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Dr. Alfred Alfitpuli. That was very helpful. And uh, as I said, I always like shining a spotlight on undercover global stories. And you know definitionally, neglected tropical diseases are included in that category. Uh, and one more note to premium subscribers, if you've not yet done so and you'd like to, please feel free to sign up for my office hours. These are a couple hours I'll set aside each month for conversations with you. We can have a Google Hangout or I'll call you on your phone. We can talk about whatever is on your mind. I've really enjoyed these so far. Uh, From my perspective, I love learning what's going on in your life. So thank you to those of you who have already scheduled those with me. Uh, And again, if you're a premium subscriber, there's a new bonus that I'm rolling out and it is uh, yours. Thank you. I will see you next time. Bye.